Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Yeah, it's Thursday, June 21st, 2018. First day of summer. Longest day of the year. Does anybody else find this day kind of depressing? Why? This is the start of uh, one of the most glorious seasons. I'd say it's top four (laughs) in terms of seasons. Yeah, oh, at least, definitely. <laughs> I just mean, Why is it depressing? Because, I mean, it, it, technically it signifies the start of summer, but it also means, like, to me, like, summer's almost ending because now the days are only getting shorter. Now we're looking forward to fall. Like, it's only going to get cooler from here on out. Yeah. So it's... It, I hate to be negative, but... You know what it's like? It's like when you're when you're a teenager and you think to yourself... Well, I can't wait to be an adult because when I'm an adult, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to have my own money. It's going to be amazing. And then you're an adult. You're like, okay, well, I guess the next uh, phase is death. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It reminds me of grade 12. You're looking forward to grade 12 in high school, but then you get to grade 12 and you're like, it's almost over. Yeah. High school's done. Well, here's the thing. I, I like it because... Then you don't have all the high school kids clogging up the line of Tim Hortons downstairs. <laughs> okay. But I also don't like it because then you got all the stupid kids walking around London. Hanging out, riding hanging their out, bikes, having fun. Getting in my way. Well, summer is here, like it or not. I was reading a study says uh, parents last about 13 days into the summer once summer break arrives before they start going crazy with their kids at home. Just trying to find things for their kids to do is it drives them mad. I'd believe it. I believe it. I'm also surprised that parents find activities for children to do. It was mine was like use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Go play with this rock and sticks. My mom would literally just lock me out out, out of the house. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, "Go outside and do this." It would be like, "You're going outside. You're finding something to do. I'll unlock the door at about six o'clock." Well, summer is here. I guess that's. Uh, that's a good thing for some people. Jim. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm crapping on the fact yeah. that well, it's, it's summer. It's, it's glorious. So here's a good thing, though. Summer is going to be longer this year because fall, summer is going to go into fall. So our fall is going to be more like summer. So, mm. And here's some more good news. We're going to have uh, some great ice cream in the city and across the country, courtesy of Nestle, the factory here in town, is doing a big job fair. I want to remind everybody that this is going on today. 150 jobs they need to fill, full-time jobs as well. The job fair started at 10, runs until 4, so you can go to the Hellenic uh, Community Center at 133 Southdale Road and hopefully get a job. Let's talk about the committees here in London. There's a a committee issue, apparently. This is such a classic government story because London City Hall has gone committee and meeting crazy. Uh, Ward uh, 6 Councillor Phil Squire tweeted the other day that he was appointed years ago to a committee that has never met. (laughs) (laughs) And he's on another committee that hasn't met for months. And they have four different committees that all deal with the same thing. Isn't this what happens, though? There's a problem in the city, and they go, we're going to make a committee, and it's the biggest lip service ever because you pretend like you're doing something because you made a committee, but that doesn't mean any progress is happening. 100%. Like, uh, council likes to say we're communicating with the public, we're talking to the public, and you told us you want this, we're going to create a committee for you, and they forget they already created a committee for something else that's pretty similar to what 
they're now creating a committee for. If I had known that these committees never met, I would I would have joined more committees. <laughs> right? you don't Pump up to, the resume. You don't have to do anything, but it looks good on paper. Uh, we were talking about the lottery this morning. Very interesting story in the area, and we wanted you to put yourself in this guy's shoes. The Tash Show Podcast. I wonder how many people out there listening right now, if they won $6 million in the lottery, they'd, they'd leave their spouses immediately. I'm going to go with 90%. <laughs> what? Come on. Only, like, what are divorce rates now? 60%? Yeah, maybe 50, 40, 49, 50%. They're at least 50%, and that's with not $6 million. So you're saying 90% of people would leave their spouse? Yeah. If they won the lottery this Friday. I think if I was married, I'd leave my wife for 50 grand. (laughs) And you wonder why you're single, Jim. (laughs) How many people do you think would leave? I don't know, man. I'd I'd be curious to find out. I'm sure there'd be a good number. People who are just, you know, they get in a relationship uh, when they're young and then they're kind of stuck in it because financially they can't leave. They're going to lose half their stuff if they make more money than their significant other. Uh, they Or they won't be able to afford to live if mm-hmm. they make less than their significant other. So you just kind of get stuck in a relationship that uh, is based a lot on money. Yeah. And, and if you suddenly had $6 million in the bank... You may decide to clean out your room in the middle of the night without telling your your partner and skip town. I wonder if you want, if you could sit down with your wife across the table and be like, listen, honey, I'm going to tell be honest, I won $6 million. Here's my proposition. I give you $3 million, We walk away. Well, that's what happened here. He, there was no negotiation. Uh, this guy, Maurice Thibodeau of Leamington, he won $6 million. His wife said, we bought tickets together all the time. Or his girlfriend, sorry, said, we yeah. bought tickets together all the time. And uh, she got half the money. So there was no negotiation. But they got in a legal battle over it. He could have said to her, listen, I won the money. I'm not happy. What do you say I give you $1.5 million and then I leave? Maybe that would have been a better way to go about it instead of just packing his stuff up and taken off with the winning lottery ticket because then you know she's going to be ticked off uh-huh. and she's going to go for at least half of it. And he spent a ton of money in legal legal like nonsense with her, so he's already down money. That's why he's now suing the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario for uh, $825,000 for damages and he wants his legal fees paid for. Guaranteed he's got to be kicking himself over the legal fees because that, that sucks having to pay a lawyer when you're... Um, you know, you think you're going to win and then you lose. It, it's like gambling in itself. Because mm-hmm. he's lost now and he's like, oh, why'd I spend all that money on lawyers? How am I going to get it back? Well, I'm going to pay more lawyers. <laughs> he's like, it's like he's at the casino. <laughs> he's, he's Seriously, he's doubling down. No one to fold him, bud. Hey there. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to call about um, the $6 million thing if you leave your spouse. Yeah. So I... I don't know. It kind of depends. Like, it sounds really bad, but it depends on, like, how much you love them. Like, if, I, if she was the love of my life, then she's probably coming with me. But, but I mean, if not... Okay, the current relationship that you're in, you win $6 million. Oh, well, I'm single, so peace. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> don't get hooked up with anybody until you win the lottery, then. Fair enough. Thanks, man. Um, I think if you were going to leave your partner for winning the lottery, you probably should leave them before you win the lottery. Because I know if me or my husband won the lottery, there would be no 
splitting up, we just do better together. You think you'd do better together? You don't think it would cause any issues? God, no. We'd buy all the stuff we always wanted and pay everything off and just do better. But you understand that a lot of marriages are based on the financial situation between the couple, right? For sure. I mean, sucks for them that if (laughs) one of them won the lottery, they'd hightail it out of there. Okay, well, we're going to go to the next call. Hopefully it's not your husband saying that he'd be gone if he won. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name, just so we know? Freddie. Okay, if Freddie calls, you better say, Freddie, you're sticking around now. Hey, how's it going? I was just uh, calling in about the, uh, would you stay with your wife or leave her if you won six mil? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would stay. I'd just buy her like a couple thousand dollar or a couple hundred thousand dollar uh, horse ranch or something like that, or a million dollar horse ranch. Yeah. That way I could go and do whatever the hell I wanted whenever I wanted to because she'd have her horses. She'd be busy with the, the cleaning the, mucking the, uh, the old stalls there. Yeah, yeah, she could be doing all that riding, and I'll be out fishing, doing whatever I want to be. Perfect. Okay, fishing. Your wife oh, yeah. doesn't let you fish now? Oh, once in a while. Okay. What yeah. are you fishing for, I guess, is the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Usually uh, whatever grabs the line. Whatever we'll grabs the line. I got you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys have a good one, boys. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you staying or are you leaving if you win $6 million? Well, uh, I got a joke. That, uh, that relates to the whole thing, if you want to hear it. Love to. Okay, so a guy wins a lottery, and he goes home to his wife, and he says, uh, Honey, pack your bags. I just won the lottery. And she goes, Oh, my God, where are we going? And he, and he goes, I don't know where you're going, but be out of here by five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. What's up? Uh, yeah, it, from the sounds of it, this guy seems like the kind of person that if the tables were turned... Uh, his story would be different. How would he feel if she won $6 million? If she had bought the ticket, he would have been saying, we bought our tickets together exactly. all the time. Yeah, if you've been living with someone for long enough, even though you're not married, it's common law. She's entitled to half. And like I said, from the sounds of it, this guy seems like if, if she had won, he would be crying for that $3 million. So he should just cut his losses. You have $3 million. Hey there, boys. How are you? Good. Are you you packing up and leaving if you win the lottery? Well, here, I'd keep the wife, but there's a bit of a catch. She'd have to be okay with me doing a whole lot of hookers and blow, baby. (laughs) The Taz Show Podcast. So, earlier in the week, there was a bus incident, a, a crash in the city. And the cause of the accident, very interesting. We've got Jim on the phone. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, man. You sent us a very interesting Facebook message this week. Tell us the story. It involves uh, your children who are on a field trip, right? Um, Actually, uh, well, at first I thought it might have been my child's class, uh, but it turned out to be some older students from the school. But from the same school, there was uh, a batter uh, coach line bus going, you know, picking up some students from uh, Byron Northview School. It was really early in the morning. And it had parked on a on a cross street, uh, like a T intersection to the street that leads to the school. And I guess <laughs> I guess the bus driver uh, had to do his business, morning business, and uh, he pulled over to the side of the bus. And it was one of the coach lines with the bathroom in the back of the bus. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently, he had parked, pulled over, left the bus in neutral, and went to use the uh, bathroom at the back of the bus. And 
imagine his surprise. He's got his pants down around his ankles, and he suddenly feels his bus moving. With no one else on board, right? There is no kids on the bus at this point. No, no, this was before the pickup. This was before the pickup, so... Okay, but it was during the drop-off, from the sounds of it. <laughs> Two types of drop-offs. Oh, definitely. I, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, wow, uh, good, good thing he did that at that particular time, because... I'm, I'm sure that during the moment... Uh, yeah, being on the toilet when that happens is probably the best place for you to be, in a, in a way. <laughs> oh, exactly. So he's having his morning constitutional. The bus start, starts moving. Like it's rolling down a hill. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually really surprising because the grade isn't that great. But, uh, you know, the bus had to. You know, there's, what, 10, 15 tons of bus, and it uh, shoots across the intersection, hops over the curb, um, goes across the sidewalk and takes out the uh, fence by the uh, soccer fields of the school. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, he's I, trying to pull his pants up and run down the, the aisle. It's like an action movie, man. It's <laughs> like by itself. What kind of action movies Deadpool. are you watching? <laughs> no, but I mean like like the bus is moving. You, you know, he's running in slow motion down the bus aisle as it's bouncing over. Trying to get his underwear stuff. up at yeah. the same time. <laughs> And I think uh, I think he did get to the uh, driver's spot um, right at the very end. The, I think the fence had basically slowed the bus almost to a stop, but there was about seven feet of skid marks. So I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, Mr. Jim, God. come on! You can't set us up for the jokes like that. <laughs> yeah, I should leave those to you guys. Seven feet of skid marks, but nobody was hurt. No, no, thank goodness. It no was, kidding. Uh, like easily, a kid could have been crossing the street there. There could have been, uh, you know, some kids playing soccer in the field. Well, exactly. It's it's a very very busy spot of the school. Parents are coming from two or three different streets. And they all kind of um, come together at this intersection. Um, fortunately for everybody, it was uh, raining rather hard, and when it's raining, the students are brought into the school because, you know, they're, they're not allowed yeah. to play outside. So the, the, the driver, I understand he still went ahead and drove the kids to their field trip. I, I don't think they had time to have a mechanic come and inspect the bus to make sure that it was safe, road safe. Right. And, um, and I, I hear that a few parents were asked, oh, is it okay, the bus driver just crashed, are you cool with him <laughs> driving the bus and they're, they're all saying yeah 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 that's fine but i was thinking it's like well the driver himself had to have been shooken up a little bit and i, I was yeah. thinking that they're talking about oh it would have taken an hour and a half to get a new driver a new bus but i i kind of feel like for a kid's safety like you know maybe that driver should not have gone on that run maybe he should have just taken like the day off mm. and chilled out and got himself grounded again because yeah. i imagine his nerves were you know, right through the roof, and you can't make a uh, proper decision when you're when you're frazzled like that. Right? Well, I'm sure he won't be making that same mistake again. You know, I, I think it would be good to uh, to know that um, uh, the the batter bus lines is, is maybe you know put him in a little refresher course, give him a little bit of a you know some time. Here's the refresher course: put the bus in park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And don't forget to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> We got a couple calls from other people in the industry wanted to shed some light on the situation. Go ahead. Buses actually do not have a park here, so they have to be left in neutral, and the parking brake is actually what holds them in park. Okay, so you sure. have to put the, the emergency brake on. Yeah, they, they actually do not have like a park 
gear like a normal vehicle. He should know that. Yeah, yeah. But on the newer ones, they're electronic, so maybe the electronic parking brake malfunctioned. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Who's this? Uh, it's Lynn. I actually drive a bus for a different company. <laughs> Most definitely, they should have sent another bus out. How could they be sure there wasn't a mechanical problem with that bus? After know. it had, had gone over a curb, hit into a fence. Have you ever heard uh, of anything like that happening? No. But then, you know, on a school bus, that we don't have washrooms in the bus. Right. you got to go in a coffee can. I, I, well, you know, <laughs> since I'm a girl, I actually go into a public washroom, you know. <laughs> I hate to be caught with my pants down around my ankles, guys. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good look when you're driving children <laughs> around the city, is it? Not at all. You Why know, is that really bus like driver running around on. the bus with her pants around her ankles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the look you're going for. I'm sure the guy had to be frazzled, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they should have sent another bus. Well, thank Absolutely. God. You know, really, it's Everything it's that funny. Everything all worked out. It's the situation hilarious. is funny because you can just imagine what your reaction would be if you were sitting on the toilet and you felt the bus start to move. Like, yeah. Everybody would have the same reaction. It would be totally. just absolute panic. in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the fact that nobody was hurt is, you know, it's the only reason that, we can laugh about this. That is exactly that we can laugh about it. And I mean, <laughs> I want to say this, you know, poop happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your pants on, Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. God, bye, guys. The Taz Show Podcast. I want to give a Tasmania kudos this morning. Kudos! To Pete Davidson, a very funny guy from Saturday Night Live. There's been rumors swirling that he uh, he got himself engaged to Ariana Grande. Well done, Pete. Who is a very gorgeous young woman, very talented uh, musician. It was confirmed last night on The Tonight Show. Now you know that you, you you didn't have to get engaged to Ariana Grande to come on our show. We, but I did though. Thank you. Thanks. And you know we, we love her so much. As yeah, I love I you too. I feel like I won a contest. <laughs> I'm sick. How are you? How are you handling it all right now? Lit, Jimmy. <laughs> Oh my I was thinking I was going to say that. But it's so the, lit. You it's so funny walking down the street because, like, dudes are walking by and they're like. Yeah. <laughs> like you, ever see, you ever see that Derek Jeter commercial yeah. where he was, like, retiring and everybody just tips his hat? <laughs> That's right. It feels funny. like that. Yeah. Some dude goes to me and was like, yo, man, you, like, gave me hope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I was that. Jim, he should uh, he should give you hope as well. That maybe a funny guy can get a hot girl. Hey, it it works. Look at me. I Pete Davidson is going to be in the uh, in the club that I belong to. <laughs> what club's that? The what is she doing with that guy club? <laughs> right? You see a picture of the two of them together. You're like, what is she doing with that guy? He's goofy looking. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's tall. He's lanky. He's got giant bags under his eyes. Mouth is always open. Duh. I like when people are like, oh, look at Pete Davidson. He's so goofy looking. How do you get Ariana Grande? Well, we also all know his name because he's famous and on Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? So, But he's funny. There's he a funny. lot of famous guys 
who are traditionally good looking, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson is not your you know supermodel ripped, not even close six pack ab kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. He's not even Saturday Night Live hot. <laughs> like he's not even Bill Hader hot. He's not even David Spade hot. <laughs> <laughs> he is a stud. Spade's a stud. Man, good for him. Well I, I know what it's like. What Do you she, find it insulting, though? What is she doing? With, no, I find it a compliment every time I hear it. Yeah. What is she? And the, but the people who are saying that, usually it's like, uh, it's like, what, do you think she should be with a guy like you? You yeah, know what I mean? you're saying like, you're better? Yeah, you're better than me? <laughs> okay, buddy, dream on. I guess it's better than them uh, coming up to you and going, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or, you know what, Taz? I think you can do better. <laughs> Even saying, well, she's definitely in your league. <laughs> what? <laughs> way, way to marry in your league, Taz. <laughs> know your role. He's right, though. It is... It's lit. <laughs> it is lit to have a a beautiful, wonderful, talented partner in life. Okay, easy. And I wish Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande the best. The Tash Show Podcast.